0: Visit RobertHalf.com today.
1: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? <laughs> no, I can't! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This just going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath.
2: Well, hello, everyone. Happy Friday. A very somber fantasy football today. And I'll ask the Magic 8-Ball, should we even bother playing fantasy football anymore?
1: Oh, look at this. Now look who's a little sad and uh, melancholy after a football game. You used to get on my case like two weeks ago. (laughs) <laughs> because I would come to the podcast and I would be frustrated by the events of the week. Oh, come on, Dave. It's going to be a great week. It's fantasy <laughs> football. Yeah. That's,
0: that, that the, the, the Magic 8 Ball said, game yes, game. we
2: should keep playing. The Magic 8 Ball has been on fire. Uh, you
0: really, know what, Dave? You, Dave that's, t- a, that's the best investment you've ever made.
2: It's very good. Dave takes like a 10-game slate, focuses on five injuries, and he's like, ah! This is terrible, though. I mean, Mark Andrews likely out for the season. Joe Burrow... Uh, don't know how long he'll be out, got the wrist injury, and uh, yeah, you know, basically to sum it up, but we'll make the most of it, and we'll tell you who to replace Mark Andrews with. We're also going to preview a bunch of games today as well, and today's episode is presented by Salesforce. Baltimore 34, Cincinnati 20, and the Bengals getting a late touchdown, Jamar Chase, Caught that touchdown. He had one catch before that, and then he ends up with 12 yards and a touchdown on seven targets. All right, let's start with the Bengals' side of the ball. We we have to. It would look like it was going to be a really good game, and Burrow, you know, Burrow to Mixon, nice connection. Uh, But, Dave, what are your thoughts on on the Bengals if Joe Burrow misses time, and Jake Browning, who threw for 68 yards on 14 attempts, uh, it takes over
1: I mean didn't you think Jake Browning looked just like Joe burrow mm-hmm. until he threw the football I, mean, I, I honestly I mean, like I bad. was impressed with Jake Browning like moving around the pocket I right. thought that mobility was surprising and then when he throws it looks like he throws in slow motion <laughs> like it was really not great and I think he's he's a smart quarterback made good reads just Clearly not the same type of arm. Very worried about the production for everybody involved for however long Joe Burrow is out. That goes without saying. I wonder if they'll lean into the run game a little bit more. This could end up being a decent thing for Joe Mixon. But Mixon was getting a good amount of work anyway. I think you downgrade expectations until Burrow comes back. Hopefully Burrow comes back. Jamie?
0: I mean, look, they got a mini buy. So hopefully, you know, we'll see what the MRI results suggest uh, or, or show. Um And then we'll see what, you know, how long this this could be out. He could be out. But, you know, it's a tough schedule coming up too, you know, starting with Pittsburgh in in week 12. So you got to be concerned across the board. You know, you wonder how long T. Higgins will now be out if, in fact, the Bengals continue to fall out of playoff contention because he's headed to free agency. Does he want to come back on a less than 100% hamstring and deal with a backup quarterback? So it's, to me, he's probably the biggest concern. But... I hope that you know the system helps and and that they trust Browning and that they just let him throw the ball and then Pepper chase with targets. Remember, he's always open. Well, if you're always open, help your receiver out, yeah. help your quarterback out. He was he wasn't in this he, game. They come No, but I mean well. Baltimore. You know, aside from the, the the two huge games he had for the last three games, they played him tough. So you know, I, I didn't expect Bro to have a monster game, and I, I was a little concerned about Chase. Not that you're benching either one for the most part, but yeah. Um, I'm 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 hopeful. I'm hopeful that this isn't going to be a long-term injury for Burrow.
2: I mean, I think it'd be bad for Mixon, though. I got to tell you because Mixon is really benefiting so much from the healthy Joe Burrow. He is he keeps scoring touchdowns. Um, you know, efficiency was great yesterday, and I've just I've seen this story the first half of the season when Burrow stunk. Mixon wasn't really very good. I mean, he didn't really have any, you know, games where he pops. He couldn't score. He scored one touchdown in like his first five or six games. And now he's scoring basically every week. Uh, one touchdown in his first six games. But you know what? We'll react to it when we get more news on Joe Burrow. On the other side of the ball, um, Jamie, what's your take on the Ravens with Mark Andrews leaving on the opening drive? And he had two catches on the opening drive and, you know, got down inside the five-yard line. He's got the ankle injury likely out for the season here. And I say likely... And Isaiah likely might be someone that fantasy managers could desperately look at, although he's been terrible in both games that Mark Andrews missed or barely played. Uh, but what, give me your take on the Ravens offense going forward.
0: It's obviously worth speculating on likely come Tuesday. You can't do that now. So the the one somewhat silver lining for both these injuries is that it happened on Thursday. You can still pick up guys that might be available on waivers, and we'll talk about that if you want to. But there, yes. there are some players out there that you can you know at least get ahead of to you know beat the rest of your league. But look, um Lamar Jackson showed you he can still survive without Mark Andrews. I don't think it's going to be something that craters his fantasy season. It's not like, for example, if another certain high profile quarterback lost another high profile tight end, that might be disastrous. Um it was nice to see the receiving <laughs> core step up. Zay Flowers should have had a touchdown. That was yep. a terrible holding call on Odell Beckham. Um and, and Beckham, look, he's continuing to improve and, you know, go back a few weeks to things you heard out of Baltimore um, that they wanted to get him going. And, you know, then you get the garbage time touchdown from Tyler Huntley. You get another touchdown last week and now you get a hundred yard day today and hopefully a shoulder injury is OK. So I, I think the receivers get a boost. Um, really, I would just be looking at Flowers and, and Beckham at this point. You know, I, I know Bateman scored. Aguilar's touchdown was, you know, fluky. Um, and then the, the running backs, clearly. I mean, Gus Edwards has just been so consistent um, in finding the end zone. So they'll lean on him more as well and hopefully a little bit more for Keaton Mitchell. But, um, yeah, it's uh, likely he's got the, the the target now on him. And hopefully it will be something that can benefit. So if you have uh, an open roster spot, even if you're not the Mark Andrews fantasy manager, not a bad player to speculate on it.
1: So just to back up what Jamie was saying, I, I- – I kind of decided this morning to look into the role that Mark Andrews had been playing and who's most likely to take over. Not necessarily just the tight end role, but the opportunities that Andrews is leaving behind. Everybody knows that Andrews plays in the slot a lot. Low A dot. It was seven point three yards. He has only one game this year where his A dot was more than seven point eight yards. Twenty percent target share, but in the red zone, he had a thirty-two percent target share going into Week Eleven. So, who who replaces that? And I looked going into week 11. I didn't count last night's game. Zay Flowers had the highest red zone target share at 24%. Odell behind him at 17%. I agree that likely is a great add just to see what happens. I don't know if he's absolutely going to replace every target that Mark Andrews has had. But the other thing to keep in mind is what happens when the Ravens get into the red zone? It's Gus Edwards. And you can almost pencil him in for at least 10 fantasy points, PPR or not every single week because the dude just keeps finding ways to play near the end zone and then enter it with the football tucked neatly into his arm. I think that they'll continue to be very run focused. I thought it was a good game for Lamar too. And the sad thing is like, if you started him, obviously it was great. He was a low QB one for me. I should have ranked him much higher, but if Joe Burrow had stayed in the game and played, could have been a much bigger game for Lamar because it could have been a back and forth shootout type of matchup
2: yeah and Gus Edwards of course keeps stealing touchdowns from him and Gus Edwards had two touchdowns in this game and now for Gus what is that that's uh how many touchdowns in his last I think nine in the last five what? seven in the last five that's wild he had uh one he had let's see three six seven nine in his last five games for Gus Edwards he's he's Jamal Williams right now from last year, but with not quite as many carries. I mean, it's still a little bit, it's a little bit dangerous here. I mean, we're talking about a guy who's had 11 carries, 12 carries, had five carries uh, a few weeks ago, but he has his role and he's very good at it. Uh, Beckham is 35% rostered. Is he going to be potentially the most added player in leagues next week?
0: He'll be among them. I mean, let's see what happens coming off this week. You're going to see a lot of clearly tight ends being added because not just the Mark Andrews fantasy manager, there'll be some people in leagues trying to add tight ends and then trade whoever they may have to the Mark Andrews fantasy manager. But yeah, I mean, look, Beckham, again, has been building towards something and starting to show. And look, we saw it with the Rams, right? It took a little bit of time and when he was added in midseason, and then he started to look awesome toward the end of the year. We're seeing something similar. Yeah. Well,
1: I Shouldn't thought... we talk about this, the tight ends that you can yeah, add now? Yeah, Mark Andrews. Like, Jamie, I know you tweeted something out. Logan Thomas was on your list. Tyler Coughlin was on your list. Um, who am I missing? Uh, Luke
0: Musgrave. You know, again, th- these are guys that, again, you don't want to be in these situations, but the players that that are out there now that you can drop somebody that's on the end of your bench. So I just looked at our leagues, and and we usually go right around the 65% roster threshold. So Logan Thomas is at 70%, so it could be available in some 10-team leagues. And when we talk about this on Tuesdays, we say the shallow leagues. Um, Luke Musgrave at fifty-seven percent. He's been playing better of late. Pipe coming off IR, forty-seven mm, yeah. percent. John Smith on his buy. We know he's been up and down, but still been productive at times. Forty-one percent. Kate is tailed off a little bit lately, but thirty-seven percent. And Tyler Conklin to me is probably the best of them aside from Logan Thomas. His last two games have been very solid, better in PPR than non-PPR, but thirty-six percent. So um, I stopped there. There's you know Michael Mayer is out there if you want to you know speculate on him. If Ed O'Connell starts to look for him a little bit more, there's some there's some guys but Hunter Henry is another one, you know, but I, I think you just look at the players who have done something or have the chance to do something. Those are the guys I'd be looking at right now.
2: Yeah. And for Conklin, it's not just the last two games. He has a couple of duds in there, but I think it's four of his last six games. Conklin has more than 50 yards. So he's definitely going to have some bad games and he may not score a touchdown for the rest of the season. Cause I'm not joking. I mean, the jets just don't throw those, but in PPR leagues, Conklin can give you catches and yards. Uh, hopefully on a somewhat regular basis, um, there are two other players. And who
1: that, might his quarterback be in the fantasy playoffs?
2: Yeah, it's true. And uh, I would say, you know, look, Dallas Goddard, seventy-seven percent rostered, so you might be able to pick him up even if you don't have an IR spot and stash him. Uh, Darren Waller has to miss two more games, and then he's eligible to come back. I don't know if you really want him, but he's available in a decent amount. I believe of the latest
0: reports that he's still going through the recovery process of his hamstring injury okay
2: so those are two guys yeah i mean i don't know how appealing he is at darren waller is anyway but do you
0: want some quarterbacks for burrow
2: um sure are there
0: any or are these just guys to trade for no there there's one again like tyler conklin would be the the prize of the group again it's not great but gardner Minshew gets tampa bay next week and we've seen what this buck secondary looks like he's 30 percent rostered but again the sliding scale jordan love 72 percent so similar to logan thomas Stafford gets This is just for week twelve. So so Love gets the Lions on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Matthew Stafford gets Arizona next week, 67% rostered. So hopefully his thumb injury holds up. That's a good matchup. Derek Carr, we know he's been good for the most part over the last month. He gets Atlanta next week. Hopefully his shoulder's okay. And then Detroit. Will Levis, if you want to trust him, gets Carolina. That could be a game where he's throwing with some success. Yeah. And then Gardner Minshew again gets Tampa Bay. So it's not bad at that position from a desperate scenario if you're looking to replace Joe Burrow right now.
2: No, and Carr actually has two good matchups in a row, so you could look at that. Um, Yeah, for sure. I was going to bring him up.
1: Well, he's got Atlanta, Detroit, and Carolina, and then the Giants. So that's three out of four good
2: matchups. Carolina, everyone just runs on them. Um, Hopefully the Cowboys will this week. Okay, that would be... I had a couple of emails. I was going to read from David in a Canadian city with a really, really tall tower.
1: Goodness, um tall tower.
2: hmm. Windsor. okay, uh, I lost Burrow and Andrews. Oh boy, Hi. he has Kyler um, so uh he's gonna he I have two offers from the same manager, either Kyron Williams for Kincaid or Rashad White for T.J. Hawkinson.
0: and he still has Eckler and Swift. And Kyron, and Kyron for Kincaid is a done deal for me.
2: Okay. All right. And then if you have some quarterback depth like our guy James here, he traded Josh Dobbs for Dalton Kincaid, and he has Tua and Stroud. So,
0: you know, isn't it funny like how people are like vultures, like the minute the injury happens, like, you start I love it. Up. I love it. It's that, great. That's how it is.
1: That's how I'm, it. I'm. i against
0: uh, one of our former colleagues, uh, George Sodano, in a uh, in a league, and I was like, wow, he had a big night last night, and I was like, oh, he had Burrow and. Andrews. No. Uh, one, I thought he had I thought it was just one guy that he had, like he had um Lamar or something
1: when I saw this. <laughs> yeah. Dave the, did- the dedicated fantasy managers, they act fast. Jamie got one of my texts last night in the wake of Joe Burrow's injury in our dynasty yeah. league. Dave,
2: did you check my uh my text message to you?
1: No, but I did check the message that you oh, sent good. in the Uh, live stream private chat.
2: All right. Dave is going to give I forgot to tell Dave that he has to give us a player that he loves this week. We're going to get that in just a moment. YouTube.com slash fantasy football today. Join us for our mailbag this afternoon live at uh, noon Eastern on Friday, or of course you can listen to it the next day, but join us live at 1130 AM Eastern on Sunday morning uh, for our, our uh, live chat where we answer your questions for an hour and a half, basically. And it's a lot of fun. And uh, I am sorry, I forget HQ is at 10 o'clock, right? CBS Sports HQ Fantasy Football today, 10 o'clock on Sunday. Yep. We do not have any European games this week, so I can't sing Game of the Week in any other language. And I just realized that uh, I have no idea what the game of the week is. And oh, that's BS. You I know swear. exactly what the game no, of the week well, is. No, I'm not doing Eagles Chiefs. I don't know how to organically bring up
1: Eagles Chiefs without you being tipped off. So I'm going to have to go off the board. I'm going to have to You're go- 100% going to put the music on when we talk about. You're going to do it right now, aren't you? <laughs> no, no, no. I,
2: I really, I was, I didn't have anything planned. I'm going to have to figure it out on the fly. Uh News and notes. Josh Allen mentioned not getting bored with the stuff underneath. So I think he's kind of saying he's been forcing it downfield. More good news for Gabe Davis. (laughs) Uh, Running back. I swear this is the biggest news story I found all week. It terrifies me. I hate it. Jameer Gibbs. I talked about this with Dave last night on, on the live stream, which was wacky. Jamie, you have to see. Dave, please do it. Like, please style your nope. hair. <laughs> no, nope. it's Dave, done. It's over. Dave gave himself, like, very weird hairstyles last night. It was amazing. Um, but Jameer Gibbs was was on his little player podcast, uh, and he said that he was supposed to come off the field near the goal line, and David Montgomery, Montgomery yeah. let, him. let him stay on. And I hate that, Jamie. That he he wasn't. He They were supposed to go back to that stupid stuff. What does that does that bother you as much as it bothers me?
0: Um, it's look, it's bothersome. So maybe he gets one touchdown as opposed to two. <laughs> like they're gonna be they're gonna be interchangeable. Um, in certain areas, the majority of the goal line touches are clearly gonna go to Montgomery. You hope that the majority of the passing down work goes to Jameer Gibbs. I think this is just gonna be one of these offenses that has the potential for both running backs to have big seasons. And so go back to last year when Swift was at his best and Jamal Williams was still scoring touchdowns. Like that's what you're hoping for is that there's the two guys doing great things. So Montgomery, where we were looking at him as maybe a top 10 running back. Okay. Maybe now he's just a top 15 or top 20 guy and Gibbs
1: still has the potential to be a top 10 guy. The difference is I think this year's version is better. It's like on steroids compared to last year's version for sure. Yeah. Um,
2: Well, who would you rather have Deandre Swift this year's Deandre Swift or this year's Jameer Gibbs?
0: Um, it's a little reactionary to say just Gibbs is that much better. I think Gibbs' ceiling is higher, but I think Swift is safer. Just, I mean, they they're they're so good at running the ball. Both teams are, yeah, All yeah. Right, but G- you don't. I mean, look, G- Gainwell's taken taking a little bit away from.
1: Oh, the- he's he's sharing with a guy named Jalen Hurts. Yeah, hey, I was gonna say end the touch push. Right. I uh I have Gibbs higher on the trade chart, but I think a little bit of that is because public perception is like mega love for Jameer Gibbs right now. Right yeah, now. Yeah, love which is
2: me- mega me- love. Yeah. Right now. David Montgomery says he feels the best he's felt in his career and he feels like he's playing his best football. I agree. Yeah, I would- he's saying that the week before he plays his former team. I would just like to
1: He's going to rot the bear.
2: Yeah, it's a good point. Alexander Madison is progressing, still in the concussion protocol, but I'm g- getting the sense that he has a decent chance to play this week. Yeah. So be aware, Ty Chandler managers. Uh Deontay Foreman was limited. And Khalil Herbert practiced in full. So it looks like Herbert's going to play. Being limited is good for Foreman, but um, we'll we'll see what happens there. They're facing Detroit. Damian Pierce missed practice. Devon Achan will play. Antonio Gibson still has not practiced. He has this toe injury, and he's facing a team that gives up the fewest receptions to running backs in the NFL. Saquon Barkley said that loyalty means nothing. So you do, again, have to wonder if he's going to play it out all year. I feel like they kind of owe it to him to let him sit (laughs) toward the end of the year. Uh, But we'll see. It's it's a lot of bad stuff going around with the giant, A lot of bad media headlines, anyway. And Mike McCarthy said he might give Rico Dowdle more touches. You think? Yeah. Pick him up. Please. Justin Jefferson was limited. Have you ranked him yet?
0: No. I just hope we don't get a... uh... Sunday night workout before the game situation because yeah. that'll be frustrating. Um,
2: yeah. yeah. I, th- I think it'll be good for ratings for us. I think we'll get more people on the stream, more people watching HQ in the morning <laughs> if they need to know what to do with Justin Jefferson.
0: Oh, well, the, I mean, look, you're getting a lot of questions still, even if he's guaranteed to play. But yeah. it makes it a lot easier to know if he's going to play.
1: Dave, is Nakua playing hurt? Sounds like he's got something going on where he's not at 100%, but still expected to play against Seattle on Sunday.
2: Okay. Robert Woods and Nico Collins practiced in full, but Noah Brown missed practice again. Keenan Allen says he's going to play. He has a shoulder injury. KJ Osborne likely to play this week. Deontay Johnson back at practice. That was good. And Jerry Jerry Judy showed up on the practice report with a hip issue. That was a terrible sentence for me. Tight end. I'm only bringing this up. I'm. This is my Dalton Schultz apology tour, okay? <laughs> that was so funny. Dalton what Schultz happened? practiced it. I forgot he existed yesterday.
0: No, Adam goes uh, at the end of the uh, Texans cardinal preview. He goes, and sit the Texans tight ends. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then it took me 10 seconds to figure out what I was missing. I still couldn't figure <laughs> out that Dalton Schultz was on the Texans and playing really well. Uh, I mean, were you thinking
0: about Tegan Quitterano? There was a few like uh, comments in the in the chat of, uh, wow, why are you disrespecting Brevin Jordan like that?
2: Yeah, exactly. Donald Parham practice. <laughs> I am starting Donald Parham in a league. I do think he's a decent sleeper uh, if Everett's out, which looks like it will be the case. Everett hasn't practiced, but uh, you know it's not a not a huge endorsement. Hayden Hurst missed practice. Pat Fryermuth practiced in full, so he looks like he's going to play. Uh,
1: What's the golfer's favorite sandwich? The- Our ham sandwich. you got it.
2: <laughs> oh, I thought I thought you were making a sand wedge joke for the golfer.
1: That would have been better than what I actually did. <laughs> I am still on my quest to originate a good dad joke before the end of the year.
2: And the biggest defensive injuries would be Jimmy Ward, safety for the Texans, still missing practice, Giants dealing with some players in concussion protocol, Dory Jackson and On Thibodeau. Um, Good news for the Packers. Quay Walker and Jair Alexander looking good. And Minka Fitzpatrick and Keanu Neal, both safeties for the Steelers, still missing practice. Okay, that would be our news and notes.
1: Dave, who is a player that uh, you love this week? Love is a strong term to use with Devin Singletary, but I think he's earned our attention and certainly should be in our fantasy lineups in a week where four teams are on by. A lot of good running backs are not playing this week, and he's he just had 150 yards and 30 carries against the Bengals. This is a Bengals run defense going into last week's game that allowed under 3.5 yards per carry against the Seahawks, against the 49ers, and against the Bills. And he didn't do it alone. The left side of that offensive line for the Texans did a really good job of making space for Singletary, and he's always had good agility.
2: And that's the game of the week. the
1: game of the week. The Texans and the Cardinals. <laughs> you be just decided this right now. Uh, <laughs> there's no the way. Game you of the week. This game. Hey. Yeah, Cardinals is the game of the week. <laughs> I love this there's game. There's no way. I love this game. I love it. I do too, but... There's a damn Super Bowl rematch
2: on I know. Look, Monday that's, night. That's obviously, not the game of the week? It is the game of the week, but I, I had to throw
1: you off, Dave. Like, it's not fun when you know what it is. <laughs> so this is the second best game of the week. And you waited, like, 30 seconds after I was going into <laughs> Singletary. I, I
2: I was a theater major in college, Dave. I, I know drama. Okay. All right. Was that your major? It was my second major after I dropped economics because it was too hard and I had a class at eight in the morning that I didn't want to go your to. all. dad anywhere. must have been so bummed. Broadcast <laughs> journalism was my major. Theater arts was my second major
1: and copying your brother again.
2: I uh, sold tickets at the box office basically to get my degree. So, um, yeah. All right. Devin Singletary. Thank you, Dave. We're going to take a break. When we come back one question for each game and we will beat the waiver wire and we will preview the games. I think you know the drill at this point. We'll be right back. All right, one question for each game. Chargers at Packers. Starter sit Aaron Jones. I believe the longest carry of the season for Aaron Jones is 11 yards. Starter sit Aaron Jones.
1: That's bad. Must start guy this week. 15 or more fantasy points to a running back in six of the Chargers past eight games. 12 or more PPR points to a running back in all but one game this year. I can't get away from Aaron Jones. I almost made him the start of the week. A.J. Really? Dillon's also had, I think, nine PPR points in three of his last four games. So yeah. if you're in a Dill pickle, you can go with A.J. Dillon as a bi-week replacement running back. I'm
2: trying to think of a funny name for the struggling trio of Barkley Pollard Walker. If anyone in the chat has a good nickname for that, um, you know, the tree, like the whatever. Something- Walker? Yeah, I know. He Why had is the- Walker in there? I know he had two horrible games in a row, and then he had the 60-ish yard touchdown catch, I know. But he's kind of making fantasy managers nervous, right?
1: Not like Barkley and Pollard are making fantasy managers nervous. Yeah. All right. Tampa Bay
2: at San Francisco. Rashad White or Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, Ken Walker?
1: <laughs> uh, the other guy's over White. White makes me nervous. Very tough matchup.
2: Um somebody has a very
1: <laughs> look at this nickname. No, can't do
2: that. Nothing with profanities. Uh Seattle. Do it. it's Why not? So... Oh gosh, no. I could get fired. And then I'd have Can to you just say I'd it. Have to you apply like, to, I'd have to apply to theater jobs with my degree. The bleep bags, the bleep bags. The bleep bags, yeah. The crap bags. Um all right, but uh, let uh, me real I, creative. I shouldn't gloss over Rashad White too much here. He's on a he's on a hot streak for sure. Um you guys like him. Uh,
0: yes, of course.
1: Uh, I think you can still start him over Pollard in full PPR.
0: I, I wouldn't, but I, I I think you still start him as a number two running back at PPR.
2: The three fail Migos. <laughs> okay. Uh we'll we'll get something. Uh Seattle at the Rams, your confidence level in the wide receivers in this game. Seattle at the Rams.
0: Starting both Rams guys without hesitation. Um, and I think still starting both Metcalf and Lockett as well, with JSN as a high-end number three receiver.
1: I do like Lockett more than Metcalf.
2: I mean, are you basically expecting Cup and Puka to be must-start receivers rest of season as long as Stafford is healthy?
1: Cup, yes. Puka, probably. I would like to see both guys play well together. Season. Swoon from Puka, but uh, he—he's. I think he's earned the benefit of the doubt. Okay.
2: Um, let's see. Chicago at Detroit. Are you starting the big three in the Chicago passing game? Fields, Moore, more Komet,
0: Moore and Komet. definitely. Fields, I think it just comes down to what you're looking at at your quarterback spot. Um, I hope, look, he's he's got the ability to play well here. I think the Lions defense at home is going to be a little tough for a lot of teams. As long as he's using his legs, I think he'll be okay.
1: He did that in his two games against the Lions last year, over 100 rushing yards in each game. We haven't seen him run like that yet this season. And I kind of have a problem with Fields in his first game back, whether it's from injury or to start the year. Like, we've kind of seen this trend from him of not playing well in his first game back. But I I can't help myself. I think that he's got upside to be at least a decent fantasy quarterback. Not a top 12 guy for me, but I still think he's start-worthy.
2: I have to really evaluate, well, how do I love the Texans-Cardinals game as much as I do? I think I just... Because
1: you love the start of the week song and getting me on game it, so now week. you're going to have to defend that. Yeah. The, the, the because card. you didn't take the it's low-hanging It's a great game, fruit. though. What's it the should be a great there? game. What's it should absolutely be a great well, game. Well, I don't
2: I don't want to give too much credit to the Cardinals. They are a two-win team, after all. They're five-point underdogs. But it's a different team with Kyler Murray under center. I mean, it's a different offense, for sure. I just, uh, you know, it's still, it's still like the Texans probably should... Put up a ton of points. Anyway, Didn't we talk
1: about this yesterday, Kyler Murray, and how he looked in the game? Yeah,
2: we talked about it last night. Uh, yeah, so Dallas. You can go back and watch it on YouTube. Dallas at Carolina. It's Tony Pollard week, right?
1: I think mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have him as a top 12 running back? I do. Jamie. Yeah, I don't. Should I'm see? I'm nervous.
2: If you see what the uh, Magic Apo...
1: Tony Pollard going to have a big game?
2: Ooh, prospect good. You remember that? The eight ball's been pretty, pretty good. Giants at Washington. Does the Washington passing game have a big day?
1: Yes. I don't think it'll be like it was two weeks ago or three weeks ago. I think it'll be kind of okay. I think McLaurin will get good numbers. He usually does against the Giants. He might be the only one.
2: He always does against the Giants. He's got 70 yards or more in every game that he's played against them. That's eight games. He's averaging 17. He's averaging 18.5 PPR fantasy points against the Giants in his career. That is eight games. He's been good in all eight of them. Uh, I can't get away from him. But they have not had... The Commanders are nine-point favorites. They They have not had an easy win this year. I think they had an eight-point win. So they are the most pass-heavy team in the NFL, at least in terms of rates. Most pass-happy team in the NFL. Very curious to see how this game plays out here.
0: 280-2 um, for how?
2: Yeah. Giants defense is really falling apart, though, the team. Yep. All right, let's beat the waiver wire real quick, and then we'll get into uh, all the games starting with Chargers and Packers. Rico Dattle is definitely somebody that you want to put on your radar and put on your roster if you can. Jamie mentioned a lot of those quarterbacks for next week. Gardner, Minshew, Jordan Love, Derek Carr. They have matchups. Look, you don't have to necessarily beat the waiver wire for next week. There are no teams on by. We have three Thursday games. We have a Friday game next week. Um, Patriots, DST, is there at the Giants next week if you want to stash them. Still obviously think think Demario Douglas has uh, some appeal. Josh Downs is 68% roster. Take a look and see if anybody dropped him. We mentioned the tight ends. Logan Thomas... Uh, Hunter Henry, Pat Friermuth, Jamie, who am I missing? Sorry. Uh, Tyler Conklin. Tyler Conklin, that's right. Um, yeah, I don't know who else. You guys have anybody else other than uh, some handcuffed running backs right now?
1: No, but one, one of the Mark- handcuffed running backs is Dowdle, and I think that he's absolutely worth stashing just to see what his role becomes this week and maybe beyond. Yeah,
2: Quentin Johnston's 38% rostered. Uh, Rondell Moore, as Jamie just said, 21% rostered.
1: What about Jalen Guyton? Yeah. Like Five if Quentin Johnston isn't going to connect, Guyton might. It's funny because they both had four catches. <laughs> they, they did. Same amount of recessions and both scored.
2: Yeah, but, yeah, you know, but Guyton might more targets. Guyton looked a
1: little better and he played a lot too. It wasn't like he was only a part time player last week. He's also the slot guy. You know, he, Guyton
2: or. Well, he and Allen play in the slot, whereas Quentin Johnson plays entirely on the outside. And I think I think the Packers actually give up a ton of production out of the slot. Either that, or they give up like none. I, I have it in my notes. Uh, let's see, Packers, Packers, where are you? Uh, all right, I'll tell you later. Well, we're gonna preview that game now. Let's we'll do it right now. Here we go, Chargers at Green Bay. Stat of the game. Here, maybe I confused it with, uh, yes, I did. All right, I know what happened. Stat of the game. I figure, look, you pretty much know who you're starting in this game. So we have, we'll we have some questions about Jordan Love. We've already talked about Aaron Jones. Let me just give you a reason to, to take a look at the Packers wide receivers. They're low-end starters, I know. But Romeo Dobbs, he keeps catching touchdowns. Romeo Dobbs is fifth in the NFL in red zone targets and green zone targets. All six of his touchdowns have come in the red zone five of them from eight yards out or closer. So, you know, it's obvious. like you don't want to rely on touchdowns, but maybe it's not as fluky as it seems because he's getting targets where it counts. And uh, the Chargers allow the most yards per catch to wide receivers out of the slot. And Jaden Reed lines up in the slot on 77.5% of his snaps. So this is not one of those stat of the games that's going to motivate you to (laughs) get someone in your lineup, but... I thought it was. No, but
0: Reed's been doing some good things lately and you know, look, Christian Watson has not and, and like you said it's been more touchdowns than anything else for Romeo Dobbs. And so Reed has been building towards something and maybe starting to have that rookie second half breakout coming. So yeah, I don't I don't mind picking him up and potentially starting him in deeper leagues where you're starting three receivers or as a flex. I'm starting him in one um 10 team league where we start four receivers. So, you know, I'm 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 happy with his production, I'm happy with his opportunity. So there could be
1: some some big games coming. And the obvious connection between them all is Jordan Love, and I thought Love played mostly well last week. The The consistent thing that I've seen with Love going back to the preseason is that he's late on throws, and that's just something that's going to end up being a killer for him. But the production's been pretty good for fantasy, and don't hate him as a week replacement this week and maybe a quarterback to target in a trade or pick up off the waiver wire if you're worried about losing Burrow. I agree that Jaden Reed is the best receiver for Green Bay moving forward, though. I think the kid just makes some great plays.
0: Um, I'll give you two more beat the waiver wire guys, depending on the size of your league. Rashid Shahid and A.T. Perry. Oh, great. Um, yeah, Michael Thomas, who knows how long he's going to be out. Shahid saw uh, most targets he's had in a game last week. Some of that had to do with Jameis, but um, A.T. Perry's going to get some more opportunities, too, and had his first taste of action and look good.
2: So uh Justin Herbert, right, here's here's like a bold prediction that I don't believe, but I guess wouldn't shock me.
1: Is, okay, that's what we do with bold predictions every year. Well,
2: I no, I would never, ever, ever advise anyone to do this, but it wouldn't shock me if, jo- if Jordan Love outscored Herbert. I mean, it would surprise me, but Herbert has been pretty matchup dependent this year, and the Packers give up the third fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks, whereas the Chargers are horrible. And... uh I don't, I'm, I don't see it happening. I wish I hadn't even brought it up like that. I don't want to be responsible for that take. But the matchups are very different. So do you consider Justin Herbert a must-start this week? And we have really good quarterback options. We have Stroud, and we have Kyler, and we have Goff in a great matchup. We have Fields in a good matchup. And uh, let's start with Herbert. Is he a must-start this week?
0: I wouldn't be looking to bench him. I certainly would not be looking to make a roster move to add another quarterback if Jordan Love was available. But yeah, I would start Purdy over him. I would start Dobbs over him. And I would start Stroud over him. If you're looking at guys that were picked up at some point during the season.
2: And Dave's higher on him. Dave has him fifth. Jamie has him tenth. Heath has him eighth. Uh, I think Packers-
1: it's going to be a high-scoring game. And I want Herbert in my lineup for high-scoring games.
2: Yeah, it's not clear that the Packers are really that great against quarterbacks. Like I said, third fewest. But they've they've had a... Pretty easy schedule. We faced Kenny Pickett and Brett Ripon in the last couple weeks, but uh, only two quarterbacks have scored more than, like, 15 points against them. Uh, Austin Eckler, you're starting. Keenan Allen, you're starting. How do you feel? Who's the next best wide receiver in this game after Keenan Allen? I think
1: it's Reed. Yeah. And where is he for you? 40s. In that range. He's exactly 40th for me in PPR.
2: Okay. Someone asked uh, in the chat, Christian Watson or uh, Curtis Samuel.
1: I'd go Watson there. More upside.
2: Yeah, again, this is a team that really struggles. The Chargers really struggle against wide receivers. They give up a ton of big plays. Um, They, uh, yeah, the fourth most... The fourth most completions of 20 or more air yards, I believe. So, or no, the fourth most completions of 20 or more yards. But that was the case last week with Pittsburgh, and Christian Watson didn't do anything. He is now 79% rostered. Same as Romeo Dobbs. All right, try to get away from them. Uh, Starter at Luke Musgrave.
1: Bye uh, week replacement. Deep league yeah. option. Yeah. Like, if you're looking for 8, 9, 10 PPR points, I think he can get you close to that. What about Parham or Musgrave if Everett's out?
2: Parham. The golfer sandwich. And do you guys really... Jamie seems to really like Aaron Jones. Dave, how do you feel about
1: him? Top 15 running back. I agree. I think that he's, he's clearly the lead back. It's not like a huge gap between him and A.J. Dillon, but he's still that 1A, let's call it, in the Green Bay run offense, and the Chargers' run defense hasn't been great. So I'm absolutely gonna bank on Jones to have another opportunity to get 15 plus touches and hopefully some of them come through the air and he ends up having a pretty good game. It's funny because this was the case I was making for him last week and he stunk, but
2: he got a ton of work. You know, he had 17 touches at Pittsburgh. Not a ton of work, but a much no.
0: tougher defense though.
2: Yeah, it's funny. The Chargers yeah. the Chargers were giving up 3.6 yards per carry to running backs until they faced Detroit last week. And now it's 4.14 yards per carry to running backs. They actually had done a good job on the ground. They are terrible against running backs in the passing game. Third most receiving yards per game allowed to running backs. And he's had four to six. He's had five to six targets in four straight games. All right. So start Aaron Jones and sit the DSTs. I assume. Yep. All right. Tampa Bay is at San Francisco. Stat of the game. Talking about Rashad White here. Only three running backs have scored more than 11.1 PPR fantasy points against the 49ers. That was Kyron Williams, who had a huge game, 28 points. Kareem Hunt and Joe Mixon. Mixon scored 20 points. Tony Pollard scored 10.4. James Conner scored 6.6. The Vikings running backs, the Steelers running backs, they were bad. Travis Etienne just scored 6.4 fantasy points against uh, this San Francisco defense. Dave, let's bring it back to Aaron Jones. We start Aaron Jones over Rashad White.
1: I would. I'm worried about Rashad White. First of all, he really hasn't been an efficient runner to begin with. Now it's going to be even worse running against this defense. And yeah, I don't, I don't know how many carries he's going to end up getting in the game. Maybe 10, because I, I assume that the Buccaneers will play from behind and throw a lot. And that's not a death sentence at all for Rashad White. It could mean he gets five or six catches. He's been better as a pass catcher than a runner. But I, I think that there's just a little more upside with Aaron Jones than there is Rashad White.
2: All right, would you guys start Rashad White or any San Francisco wide receiver?
1: Uh, yeah, I'd start both Debo and Ayuk over White. I might have a 49er sandwich. I'm looking at my rankings just mm. to double check.
2: Again, Dave, I have to correct you. That would be a Rashad White sandwich.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 whatever. You and your sandwiches. <laughs> All right, listen,
2: you're going to a deli. At, at, at noon when
1: of I course say, i don't order uh a, no, no, a no, rye bread a, a, sandwich what
2: sandwich are you ordering what are you ordering
1: you going to any sandwich oh. shop you want what you uh i'm going to get a reuben jamie
0: i would be going to Badas and getting a turkey roast beef sandwich
1: oh please you're getting a tuna salad uh, i have both 49ers receivers ahead of rashad white
2: how about rashad white versus chris godwin
1: I have White over Godwin.
2: White. Okay, yeah. We don't really want to start Chris Godwin. Baker Mayfield. I think
1: he's flex-worthy, Godwin and PPR. Yeah, ba- I can see I, him getting, you know. I. What kind of stat line would you have for Rashad White as a pass catcher? Five for 60, six for 60? Holy cow. Range? Five for 60. That's a, well,
2: I mean, he has been doing that. I get that. But five for still, 40, maybe
1: at best. That's okay, well, point. if you think he's going to get five for 40, I think Godwin can get. Five for 55, six for 60. Who knows? Something in that range. Yeah. You know,
2: I, th- I mean, I brought this up a lot last week. Tampa Bay or San Francisco, rather, they give up a lot of fantasy points to wide receivers. 24th against wide receivers.
0: Yeah. But Baker's going to
1: be running for his life.
2: Right. You guys don't like Baker in this game.
1: No. Yeah. Not as much as we normally like Baker.
2: Okay. You're going to a bakery right now. Um, all right, Sip Baker. Purdy, we love. Purdy or Stroud. Purdy or Stroud?
1: Stroud. I have Purdy one spot higher.
2: Pur so someone in the chat said San Francisco has been vulnerable against pass catching running backs. Let's explore that because there there is a little something to that. Um, but I think they've really gotten a lot better. I think, yeah. Like earlier in the year, they were giving up more production. So I'm going to say that they haven't really been that vulnerable against pass-catching running backs.
0: Uh, I, I, I think, look, with with what White has done, forget about the, the games where he's done well running the ball. It's more about the games where he's done as a pass-catcher. That keeps him in the number two running back range. Yes. In non-PPR, he's a borderline starter at best. But in full PPR, he still has top 20 upside. He's He was he was a top 10 running back for the last three weeks.
2: Yeah. Okay. And Evans is a must start.
1: Yes. Evans is a me. must start. I think volume will be in his favor. Uh, the 49ers are seventh in defensive pass EPA against running backs this year. And top 10 in yards per catch allowed to running backs this year. One touchdown to running backs through the air this season. I'm gonna read some uh
2: questions from the chat. Purdy or Howell or Lawrence?
1: That's the order. I agree with the order. Okay. But two top twelve quarterbacks, though.
2: So
1: not Namor. Mm. We we disagree on Howell this week.
2: All right, we have to pick three of this. Puka Nakua, Devontae, it says Adams, Puka, Adams, Waddle, and I thought that said Adams Wallet.
0: Puka Adams
2: Waddle, <laughs> Dell or Chris Godwin. Like Chris Godwin would not make the cut here. So
1: uh, I'm sitting Adams and Godwin. You get to oh yeah yeah. I think that those are going to be the three that I pick as well.
2: All right, start McCaffrey and Ayuk and Debo. Like I don't know what the heck to make of Debo Samuel. He got four targets last week. He had the rushing touchdown. He, uh, I think he was he Do you? Because we have yes. you know, we have. Do you start him over Puka Nakua, Debo Samuel, or Puka Nakua?
1: Uh Puka. Agreed, but but Debo and non PPR. Debo is gonna be a number two fantasy receiver who you hope has an explosive player to.
2: George Kittle. George Kittle in, in four games where everyone's been healthy, he has uh let see, he has six, one, four, and four targets. But he has two huge games out of four and two terrible ones. Start or sit Kittle.
1: Start him. Almost the same thing as Debo. You're hoping for an explosive play there's there's more
0: upside but much more downside than guys like ferguson and commit would you put commit in there you have to put evan ingram in there um i put commit behind i put ingram behind kittle at this point um, i do too
1: no that's what i'm saying
0: but i would put ferguson and commit ahead of kittle because i think there's more consistent production coming from them
2: okay uh, I think that's pretty much it for this game. San Francisco's DST is top three. Start them up. And we have a comment from Ryan. I'm behind on the live stream, but did anyone recommend the Bad News Backs for those three running backs? There you go. That's the winner right there, Ryan. Way to go. Ryan Vandenberg.
0: I did like the fail Migos though. That was not bad.
2: Fail Migos isn't bad. I like the Bad News Backs is, is terrific. Yeah. Um, should we take a break or should we do another game? What do you think? Dave, I'll let you decide.
1: I could stand to take a break. Wow. Oh my. Get a chance to stretch, walk around. I am
2: sorry, audience. I thought for sure he was going to say more fantasy football content, but nope, Dave hates you. We'll be right back. Seattle at the Rams. Here's a trend to watch. Trend to watch. In their last three games, the Rams have allowed 9.2 yards per attempt to Kenny Pickett. That's terrible. 9.8 to Dak Prescott and 8.8 yards per attempt to Jordan Love. So this is a team that was supposed to have the worst secondary in football coming into the season. They've been surprisingly good against the pass. think we're starting to see some cracks there for them. And they have really faced, you know, and, and the, the point I bring up is they've actually been pretty good against wide receivers. I mean, they faced Seattle. Look, think about the wide receivers on these teams, Seattle, San Francisco, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Philadelphia, Arizona, Pittsburgh, Dallas, Green Bay. They have faced some terrific ones, and only four receivers have more than sixty-three yards against the Rams this year. Um, so but I, I think we're I think we might start it. Did you really st-
0: throw Green Bay in there?
2: I was just saying every team they've played. <laughs> but the highlights are they faced Seattle, San Francisco, Cincinnati, Philadelphia, and Dallas plus Michael Pittman. And they've and they've held Marquise Brown, Ayuk, Higgins, Lockett, Pittman, Devontae Smith. All of those guys didn't even score eight points against the Rams. So it's been a tough matchup for most wide receivers. But I think I think that might be turning a little bit here. So I asked you guys earlier how you felt about the wide receivers. If you'd like to expand on it here, um Rams versus Seahawks. Jamie, how do you have it ranked?
0: Metcalf has a low-end number two receiver. Lockett not far behind him. And then Smith and Jigba as a number three receiver. I, I think, you know... The thing that you look at with, with Metcalf and with Lockett is the targets have been fairly consistent. And so, you know, you hope that they just continue to fall into production. Lockett feels like he's a little bit more touchdown dependent than Metcalf is because Metcalf just has not been finding the end zone. So, you know, if, if you've been starting them, there's no reason to bench him for this matchup. And you know, you go back to week one, you remember that game. The Rams held the ball forever. Yeah. Um, Seattle really struggled in the opener, and it was a big surprise. And so we'll see if that's the case again. But Different personnel. The run game was much better for the Rams that week with what Kyron Williams did. But that was without Cooper Cup. And it was the breakout game for Puka and Nakua, if you recall. So, you know, you got to hope that Stafford's okay. If Stafford's okay, this could be a really fun game.
2: Okay. Uh, as far as Cup goes, he's like top 10, I think, for you guys. So he's easy. Would you start Puka Nakua or Terry McLaurin? McLaurin.
1: I have Nakua higher.
2: Would you start Puka Nakua or DJ Moore against the Lions?
1: Nakua. I have Nakua one spot ahead of DJ Moore.
2: Puka Nakua or Gabe Davis?
1: Get out of here.
2: Puka Nakua or um, Devontae Smith at Kansas City?
1: Smith. I'll take Smith.
2: All right. Um... All right, let's talk about the running backs. Well, let's talk real quick on Geno Smith, starter sit. Sit.
1: If, if we've got Lockett and Metcalf ranked around the top 30 range and Jackson Smith and Jigba as like a flex, then Geno should be higher. But I just feel like there are so many quarterbacks that have a, a more appealing outlook this week that I'd rather start them than Geno Smith. So I agree. I think he's a sit.
0: It's a very uh, Spider-Man meme situation for both these teams because we like and in some cases love the receivers but don't like the quarterbacks as fantasy options because the lack of touchdowns.
1: Right. Right. How many games have we seen this year where Nakua and Cooper Cup have big PPR games and Stafford has 17 fantasy Well, they've
0: games. only played three games together with Stafford, so it's not like there's a big sample size for the receivers.
2: I thought it was four. Am I wrong?
0: Well, so you in the game that Stafford left?
2: The Cowboys game, yeah. Um. Okay, I'm sorry. So, moving on to uh, now, I think the running backs. Right. All right, Ken Walker or Aaron. Oh, jo- uh, I think I already asked you that. I'll do it again. Ken Aaron. Walker or Aaron Jones.
1: Jones. I'll take Walker. All right. David, no, I have Jones hired by two spots. So are, are we
2: Jordan. confident in Ken Walker here? Uh, you know, he's got 19 carries last week, but struggling a bit on the ground. What do you think?
0: I'm I'm not outright benching Ken Walker, but if I have HN coming back, for example. Um Agreed. Most are, if not the you know, same situation, but like most are better. Um I can I give you two more?
1: Sure. Brian Robinson against the yep. Giants. Yep. Good one. Javante Williams against Minnesota. Yep. Two good ones. And Christian McCaffrey. You'd start over Ken Walker. Yep. Yeah. All of them. Even McCaffrey. <laughs> All right.
0: Sharp. But I enough. wouldn't I wouldn't start singletary over him, for example, or Jerome Ford over him.
1: I'm right there with you. How about James Conner? One more. Uh, I would start Walker over Conner. I I, that's how I have it. I've got uh Achan Walker, Rashad White, James Conner.
2: All right, let's go. So uh, one thing I've noticed is that over his last three games, he's got a, a percentage of carries for zero or negative yards, 22.2% or higher in three straight games, and that's really bad. And it just was not the case earlier in the season. Now, two of those games, only had seven or eight carries. So it's kind of like right. two games over the last three, if you want to combine the Ravens and the Browns. But I think if you want to take the optimistic view on Ken Walker, it's this. He's had two terrible games recently. One of them, he came, up, banged up, came in banged up uh, against the Browns. The next week, got blown out by the Ravens, that eight carries. So you're talking about the Browns and the Ravens here, right? Then he cuts back on track with, but that's that's what, like last week was so concerning me because he's just not running the ball that well. But he did get the 19 carries. Well, so you just you just
0: clear. wonder if at some point they start to just continue to give Charbonnet more work. Also, that yeah, and that to me that's the biggest fear is that Charbonnet looks good, okay, and is playing on not all obvious passing down situations, but he's
1: playing on more passing down situations. So the, the, the difference is that I don't think Charbonnet has take it to the house upside. Like obviously well, if there's a play where it's had the same upside as Walker, that. but he has it upside. Right. But like I, I think that Walker is just way more like the, the catch last week is proof of that. Like he's got the potential. Any one play, he can break it for a big play. Right. He uh, ended up, I think it was
0: Wednesday show when he said you don't bench these type of players.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, past four games for the Rams, they've allowed almost four point five yards per carry to running backs. Uh, rush rate of five plus yards for running backs is up to forty-two percent. And that's against Arizona, Pittsburgh, Dallas, and Green Bay. Not exactly a who's who of run games. So they're giving up some numbers. Abe Lucas might be back at right tackle. That'll make that offensive line stronger. I- I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be optimistic with Kenneth Walker this week that he can have another couple of big plays. Okay, and how about the Rams running
2: backs? Any interest in Henderson or Freeman?
0: It's been a really good matchup. Seattle's really been bad against running backs lately. Yes. So I think Henderson's still, for me, over Freeman. Um, yep. More of a flex than a must-start guy. Yep. But has to be more involved in the passing game. You know, so if he can get to three to four catches, I think he'll have a decent, decent opportunity here. You know, you always wonder about situations like this where they know the quote-unquote starters coming back, how they perform. And so... This could be Henderson's last shot to ever be a featured guy in the NFL. And so does he have that sort of, okay, let me let me go out with a
1: bang type performance? I don't mind him. I don't mind him either. Wrote about him in lineup decisions this week, so you can read up more on him. He has, I think he has seven targets in three games compared to one for Royce Freeman. And if this game is going to be a little bit of a shootout, and if the Seahawks are as bad against uh, the pass as they were last week to running backs, then sure, he could have a decent game. Would you I have Jay- him as a sit, but that's I don't have him ranked as a top 24 running back. That's would
2: you start uh, Jalen Warren or, or uh, Daryl Henderson?
0: I would start Henderson over both Steelers running backs. There's much more upside with him than there is those guys this week against the Browns.
1: And I've got, I've got him behind both Steelers running backs because I think the Steelers running backs are going to get a lot of work because the Browns' offense isn't going to do very much.
2: Seattle's DST is eh, not really. We're not going to use them. So let's go to Chicago at Detroit. Stat of the game: The Bears against running backs. I don't think anyone's going to care about this, but something to keep an eye on. In their last six games, only Austin Eckler has scored more than 11.2 PPR fantasy points against the Bears. They've had a good run defense all year long, but you know you're not—you're just not going to care because Detroit runs on everyone. Uh, Justin Fields, last I checked, was outside the top 12 for everybody. I'll get the updated rankings here. He is, yeah, 14th for Dave and Jamie, and 13th. For Heath, would you start Justin Fields or Russell Wilson against the Vikings?
0: Fields.
1: Currently I have Fields ahead of Russell Wilson. Fields or Love? Fields. Same. They're back-to-back, though. Top 15 quarterbacks. Fields. Yeah, i had Fields over Burrow, for what that's worth.
2: Well, it's going to work out.
1: Fields or (laughs) Kyler?
0: Fields or who? Kyler. Kyler or Fields. Agreed. All right. Well, I mean, you made, made it the game of the week, so that might have to change. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, the Bears running backs, any like, – what? sum it up, Dave.
1: Uh, you're going to be taking a chance no matter what you do if Khalil Herbert plays. Herbert does have fresh legs, but I would imagine he will still be the 1B to Foreman's 1A, but Foreman's limited, and it's a tough matchup against Detroit where I think they'll be trailing – don't really love the potential game script for either of these running backs.
2: Start Daryl Henderson over a Bears running back.
1: Yes. Yep. Royce Freeman. Nope. I think that's too far.
2: Yeah, what if Foreman doesn't play? Is that realistic right now that Foreman doesn't play, or are we just thinking he'll be? I think
0: fine? the fact that he was limited is is a good sign. All right. That he's trying to fight through it. But um, at this point, I would lean Herbert over Foreman.
1: And there's, I think there's zero chance as long as Foreman is okay that he's going to go back to being inactive. Remember how the season started and he was inactive and they ran with Herbert and Roshan? I don't think it's I I think that they can't do that anymore. I think they like what they've gotten out of Foreman. So it could be three-headed in that backfield that might not get a lot of work. And Justin Fields is back. You know he's going yeah, to run. Yeah, true. Like or love DJ Moore. Like I think you got to love him. I think oh. the game script's going to be favorable for him. I think his numbers are better with Fields than they were with Bajent. You think? <laughs> That's a fact. Uh, well, I mean, it's especially the target numbers. I think Bajent's target numbers, I had nine targets last week and he still couldn't do anything. Um, he's been close to scoring with Bajent. I think he will score with Fields.
0: My only concern would be is how healthy is his thumb for Fields, you know. So like clearly he's healthy enough to play, but we still could get some off target throws to DJ Moore while the targets will be there.
2: All right, would you start DJ Moore or Nico Collins? Moore. Agreed. DJ Moore or Tank Dell? Dell. Tank Dell. DJ Moore or Debo Samuel?
1: Moore.
0: Moore in PPR.
2: All right. And Cole Komet, you said earlier, Jamie, you would start him over. Who the heck was it? Kittle. 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 We'll feel that way? I'm not there yet. Okay. Uh, Comet or Ferguson
1: commit. Agreed. Komet or Ingram Comet over Ingram Comet over those guys over Ingram. Yeah. Uh, um, over
0: Cocklin. the lions have had a very interesting season against tight ends because they don't give up a lot of big games, tight ends. Andrews is the only one that's really done that, but they give up a lot of like eight point games, nine point games. Uh, it's, it's yeah, like yeah. a lot of like little dink and dunk type of performances against them. So, yeah, uh I'm curious to see how Komets stat line comes out. So I think there's a safe floor of about nine PPR points, which puts you in the range of a top 12 guy. And then we've seen certainly the highs. The last two games that he played with a healthy Justin Fields were huge against Denver and Washington. All right,
2: let's take a look at the Lions now. And there's a pretty big difference in the Jared Goff rankings. Jamie has Jared Goff sixth. Uh the Bears allow the sixth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. And Dave ranks Jared Goff 13th. So let's talk about that gap there. And, Jamie, you're pro-Goff here. So go for it.
0: He's at home. And every time he's at home, he has a big game for the most part. Only one stinker so far in his building this season. Uh, Two games against the Bears as a quarterback at home. Uh, Over 22 fantasy points in both of those. You mentioned that they're sixth worst against opposing quarterbacks. Um, 21.6, I believe, is the number they give up per game on the season. I just think the lions do whatever they want to do in this game. And Jared Goff would not su- be, su- would not be surprising if how the MVP race has gone, if he has another strong performance, if his name starts to get mentioned as an MVP for how the Lions' season is going.
1: Dave, you- I, yeah. I I don't like being the anti Jared Goff guy because I mostly agree with what Jamie's saying. I just don't know how much upside there is because I don't know how much he's going to have to do. A lot of the times when I've, um, been a fan of Jared Goff. It's been in matchups where I think he's gonna have to throw a lot. This is one of those games where I don't know if he's gonna have to throw a lot. And I think the Lions can just cram the run down the throats of the Chicago Bears. And Jared Goff could have a pretty pedestrian game. I don't like saying he's a set. I don't have him as a top 12 quarterback. I would start Brock Purdy ahead of him, Josh Dobbs ahead of him, Kyler Murray for now. I have ahead of him. I think I'm gonna keep it that way too. But I would start golf over Fields. I would start him over Sam Howell, and I would start him over Russell Wilson. I believe SportsLine has golf third this week.
2: Yeah, he's thrown thirty-three or more passes in all but two games. He threw twenty-eight passes in a fourteen-point win, and 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 he had a low pass attempt game in an eighteen-point win. So I like, but but he's also had games where they've had big margins of victory and he has thrown a lot and they average the second most plays per game in the NFL. So a lot of times they can do both. They can run, run the ball a lot and throw the ball a lot. Yeah. And there have been five quarterbacks who have scored 27 or more points against the bears and only two of them threw more than 33 passes. So you can be really great against them without that. So the other thing for Dave is that it just, it's a great quarterback week and some of the options ahead of golf are really good, but no one's going to argue with you if you're starting Jared
1: Goff, We'd certainly like him. I'm starting Derek Goff go in one of my leagues, um, but it's a deeper league. So, yeah. I hope he comes through. I hope he has three touchdowns. Great uh, defense
2: players. Jameer Gibbs and uh, David Montgomery. Who do you like better?
1: I- I'm going to say Gibbs.
2: Did it Jamie Freeze, Dave? No way. First time?
1: I know it's he's okay. Got, He'll be back. It, wow. See, we don't laugh at people when they're internet connection. It's something beyond his <laughs> control. Jamie looks pissed. Yeah. Um As opposed to. Um, <laughs> look, uh, Gibbs, I have him ranked top five. It's kind of, um I, I feel like I'm on a, on a, on a limb ranking him that high because he's sharing, because I don't know how many goal line opportunities he's going to get. But he's just so explosive. And we've talked about how bad this Bears defense is just in general. I don't think Tremaine Edmonds is going to come back. He's the middle of that defense. I think they're a better defense when Tremaine Edmonds is there at linebacker. But I love both. I have both of these running back. This is part of the reason why I've golfed 13th. I have both Lions running backs top eight this week in PPR. Can't get away from either one. They're both RB ones.
2: Okay. <clears throat> uh, Detroit wide receivers, just just St. Brown, right?
1: Just the Monroe.
2: And start Sam Laporta? Is it like, is, Are there any guys, would you start Kincaid and McBride ahead of Laporta at this point?
1: I would start Kincaid and McBride over Laporta. I think he's another player that could be hurt by the run game that the Lions have. Fewer opportunities.
2: Anyone else that would be surprising?
1: No. Uh, he's sixth for me. Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, Kincaid, McBride, Laporta. All right. I'd start him over Schultz. Dallas is at at Carolina. Stat of the game, the
2: Dallas Cowboys allow the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. How do you feel about the slumping Adam Thielen?
1: Don't like him as much as I normally do. Um, Don't like the production that we've seen the last couple of weeks. I have him as a wide receiver, too. I have him at 20th overall. And I can't say I'm going to commit to that even further just because the matchup is so tough. Um, Are you interested in a... Deep, deep league slash dynasty league stash on the Carolina Panthers. Sure, Michael Strawn. Mm. You cannot spell his name like it sounds. It's spelled. There's a C in there. It's Mm S-T-R-A-C-H-A-N. Made a big play last week. This has been a Frank Wright guy for a while. No one else in the passing game has really stepped up and done anything other than Thielen. They need to find somebody. And I wonder if Strawn could be that guy. This is mega deep league. Um, I'm in a 14-team triple flex. That's the league where I'm starting golf in. I am considering dropping a player who I just don't have much faith in to stash Strawn and see what happens. Would you start Adam Thielen or DJ Moore this week, Dave? Moore over Thielen. Here's where I'm struggling. And you can tell me who you would start in these games. Okay. Thielen or Lockett. And I have Lockett as my favorite Seahawks receiver.
2: I'd start Thielen.
1: Okay, I have it ranked that way. These are all guys I have Thielen ranked over, but I'm shaky with it. Christian Kirk. Uh, Kirk. Yeah, I think I might go with Kirk too. And I think I might go with Hollywood Brown as well over Thielen.
2: Um, in the game of the week? I think I go oh, Thielen. Oh, never mind. I'd go Thielen there. I, this is a Joe Boo week for Thielen. I'm going to really start downgrading no, him. No, this should in.
1: not be the Joe Boo week for Thielen. If he has another, Dallas, this is a tough matchup. But if he has
2: another bad game, then no Tennessee one, next week. No that's one's going to no well, have confidence in him.
1: No one's going to have confidence in him. After this week, it's Tennessee and Tampa Bay on the road, and then at New Orleans. Three straight games on the road for Carolina. Oh, Good luck getting that second win. But I, I think that those two games are like the Joe Boo weeks. B- Dave, all- he just that. had 43 yards at Chicago. And yeah, before that, he had
2: five for 29 against the Colts. So it's not like it's just been a matchups thing here. He, he You know, Bryce Young is, has been horrible. I'm moving him down. All right. I mean, I'm saying, I'm just saying, if he struggles again this week, even if it is understandable, no one's going to have confidence next week when there's no team on by, you know, in Adam Thielen. But. Fair, point.
1: Fair point. The uh, week after, though? At Tampa Bay. Six it depends. Teams on.
2: Not five. If he has four straight bad games. Well, let's revisit it then. All right. So are you worried at all about Dak Prescott with with the Panthers, you know, seeing the third fewest pass attempts, allowing the six fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks?
1: No, because they are struggling to run the football. They might try and get that run game going this week, but the, the vibe that I, I spent a lot of time listening in on the coaches' press conferences this week, and the vibe that I got is that they really love where they're at with their passing game. Obviously, CeeDee Lamb is doing incredible things. They're going to lean on him. They spoke glowingly about Brandon Cooks. Uh, there's a quote that I could probably call up if you gave me 15 seconds That's okay. about what they had to say about how Brandon Cooks um, contributed last week, and that's the world they want to live in. Something to that effect all right. when it comes to their passing game. And Pollard's not getting it done. They need to eventually turn to Dowdle and see what he can do long-term. Dowdle was the more explosive back last week. I, I just think this offense is going to revolve around Dak until further notice.
2: Okay. And uh, po- all right, got to talk about Pollard here. So we do. what are you expecting this week?
1: Uh, RB2 by default. I'm hoping he scores. I'm hoping he can average four yards per carry on 15 carries. I mean, like,
2: they they keep having these blowout games, and he just never gets that many carries. You know,
1: it's... he did last week.
2: Well, he got 15. That's that's not that many, you know?
1: That's the number that I think you've got to kind of hope for.
2: Yeah, well, one thing he doesn't really get in these blowout wins are catches. If it's a competitive game, he's probably going to be more involved in the passing game. Here are his catches in their big lopsided wins. Two against the Giants which nobody catches pass against the Giants, seven against the Jets, three against New England, one against the Rams, zero against the Giants last week. So that's just something that, I, whatever it is, he just doesn't catch that many passes typically in these blowout wins. Um, all right, so let's go through the rankings here. Tony Pollard or... Tony Pollard or Pacheco against the Eagles.
1: Pollard over Pacheco. Swift against the Chiefs. Swift. James Connor or Tony Pollard? I have Connor two spots ahead of Tony Pollard. Adam Thielen or Tony Pollard? Pollard over Thielen, especially if it's non-PPR. All right, Puka Nakua
2: or Tony Pollard?
1: Puka and PPR, I think I'll probably, will I say Puka and non-PPR? I don't think I will. I think I'll take. I'll chance it with Pollard and non-PPR. All
2: right, Jake Ferguson is a low-end starter in that Cole Komet range. Ferguson yep. or Dalton, Dalton Schultz or Ferguson this week?
1: Schultz over Fergie. All
2: right. Sit Bryce Young, sit Chuba Hubbard, right? Sit Chuba Hubbard?
1: Uh, Yes, please do your best to.
2: We talked about Adam Thielen and start the Cowboys DST. Our last game is the Giants at the Commanders. Uh, Stat of the game number one uh, it's the Giants at Washington. There is not a single fantasy relevant player with the last name Washington.
1: Hasn't been that way for a while. You know, because James Washington. Yeah. George Washington.
2: <laughs> when I control F in my document, I can't do it for Dallas if I'm trying to find the Dallas game because mm-hmm. I'll find Dallas Goddard 15 times before I find the Dallas game. But Washington, mm-hmm. there's like there is not a single Washington in my notes. and There's like thousands of words in my notes.
1: Producer Zach Brook is suggesting Nate Washington. Yeah, no. I
2: have uh, 17,000 words in this document and only wa- one Washington. Uh, anyway, stat of the game number two. Here are the carries for Brian Robinson in the four wins for the Commanders. Well, not game by game, but 18 or more carries in three of the four wins. He had 10 carries against the Falcons when the Commanders had the ball for 23 minutes and 37 seconds and ran 50 plays. So while while he has had, I think, 10 or fewer carries in five of their last six games, when they win, 18 or more carries in three of four games. I hope that continues. Would you start Brian Robinson over Barkley? and or Pollard?
1: The answer is yes, I would. I think he's a top 10 running back this week, even in full PPR. I think he's got a great opportunity to score. I think he can have some breakaway runs. This Giants defense just has not been great. I don't care if they did a good job of slowing down Tony Pollard last week. Pollard has been slow every week. And this is a commander's team. Listen, they've been throwing the ball like crazy week after week. I think a lot of it's because they've had to, not necessarily because they've wanted to. I could be wrong on this. They could end up just throwing like crazy and leaning on Sam Howell, regardless of the matchup, but I think that this is the time where they try and get their run game going and continue to evaluate. They've evaluated Howell. They like him long-term. I think they're evaluating Brian Robinson now, and I think that this could be a game he sees 20 touches.
2: Yeah, I mean, the Giants always play the Commanders tough, and they usually beat the Commanders, so I feel like I, I picked the Giants plus nine. I- I obviously, I don't think they're going to win, but I I do think that this game could be closer, and um, and the and it won't just be a blowout, uh, which you know matters for game script here. Obviously, for the Giants, Barkley is the only player that people that you're considering starting. He's a number two running back for everybody, but you are a lot lower on Howell. Like you have him 16th, I think, and Heath has him fourth.
1: So Heath is expecting that volume. So Heath and I view Howell differently in that regard. We think the game script is going to be positive for Howell and that he'll throw. And it's entirely possible. And even though he's 16th, it doesn't mean that I hate him. There's just a lot of quarterbacks that I think have more upside.
2: I wonder if Gibson does not play, who takes on his role? Is it Chris Rob- Rodriguez? You think it Robinson gets more catches, or you think it's I don't
1: anyways? know if there if it's necessarily more catches for Robinson, but I think you'll see the rookie from Kentucky get a few more snaps and he can catch a little bit too. So maybe there's one or two catches for him.
2: And how do you feel about, we know we like McLaurin this week, but how do you feel about Dotson and Samuel?
1: How How do you trust those guys after what happened last week? Another donut for Dotson. I, I feel terrible about it because I I thought I, I bought in. I absolutely bought in, but how can I root for Dotson to bounce back this week when I'm not expecting the quarterback to throw a ton. And even if he does throw a ton, it might be a zero catch game for Dotson. So he's back to the bench. Okay, and then uh,
2: Logan Thomas also in that low end starting low end range.
1: starting tight end, but he's behind Comett, he's behind Ferguson. Uh, for me, he's behind Najoku, but that one's close. How about
2: Tyler Conklin or Logan Thomas?
1: I believe I have
2: Conklin a spot higher. Oh, you do, you do, I do. Like or love the Commanders DST?
1: Okay, I'm supposed to love them because they're taking on the Giants, but this isn't that great of a defense. Like after they traded away their two best pass rushers, another one of their pass rushers got hurt last week. I don't have the updated stat on whether or not he's playing. I guess that's not a stat. Let me look it up.
2: Yeah, I like them. I mean, yeah, they're. I mean, I, I
1: think you have to because they're going up against the Giants. But if you're expecting the Giants to keep it close, then. I mean, is it going to be close in a low-scoring game? That's not good for anybody. If you think it's going to be close in a high-scoring game, that's not be, good for the Commanders' defense. Like every
2: other time they face any team faces the Giants, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, sacks.
1: So, okay, well, all right. So James Smith Williams was the their best pass rusher after the trades of Sweat and Chase Young. He's got a hamstring injury. He didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. If he's out, their best pass rusher is somebody named Casey Tuhill, who's got some potential. But I, I even with the Giants' offensive line being what it is, I wonder if it's going to give DeVito a little bit more time. Last if question. DeVito actually make some plays?
2: Yeah, DeVito. Last question for you, Dave. Brian Robinson versus the Dolphins running backs. How do you rank it?
1: I thought you were going to ask me Robinson versus Pacheco and then hit the music on me. That's what you should have done, you knucklehead. Uh, Robinson, I think I actually have him ahead of both Dolphins running backs. Okay,
2: and then Barkley versus the Dolphins running backs.
1: Barkley is... I have Barkley currently ahead of a right now. I don't know if I'm sticking with that.
2: Okay. All right, I think, you know, like, again, I, Barkley was so bad last week because they yeah, got... chan
1: is more upside. I can't stick with Barkley over a
2: They lost by 32 points last week, but if you look at the games before that. He scored 13.8 to 18.8 points in, in four straight games. He scored 14.3 points with DeVito for basically the entire game at Las Vegas. He scored 15.8 fantasy points against the Jets with Terod Taylor and DeVito splitting there. Um, you know, I know he had 36 carries in that game. But don't I guess don't react too strongly to the worst game script, the worst game of the, like, the, the Cowboys games. He's been horrible twice against the Cowboys. He's been good every other week. All right, um, that's it for today's show. We thank you. We'll talk to you on the mailbag, everybody. See you later.